the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In steadfast obedience to God's call upon his life, Pastor Rander continues to challenge us with stimulating questions that we must answer if we are to live a committed, God-filled life. We cannot reach our full potential short of giving God, rather than this world, our very best. The only way we can maximize our God-given capacity is to walk by faith at all times and in all things. God's Word tells us that we must look to the hills for help. Where does our help come from? It comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Thank you for joining us today. As you listen in, you'll want to take notes. So keep pen and paper handy. Listen, number six, what happens when we fail to work? Your lack of work causes those who are faithful to work in the overload mode. Your lack of work causes those who are faithful to work, work in the overload mode. You know, some, we're killing some of these members. You sitting over there, all this energy, doing your thing, and the other person is about to have a heart attack because you, you sitting next to him ain't working. I wanted the person sitting next to you working. And the other side of you, in front of you, in back of you. I ain't going to have you moving all around. Leave, leave your neighbors alone. But who's working around you? Listen, when you don't work, we got to work harder. We got to stay here longer. When we go out next month on the street, you know, we can take a whole neighborhood based on how many of y'all come out. And a few of y'all come out, we can't get but just a third of it done. All these houses out here, all these souls, every time I see a new house, I thank Jesus. All these folk all around here, and many of which are going to hell, we got the key to the kingdom, and we won't work. You're killing us. And then you stop crying over folk if you kill them. They come die. Oh, sister, sister John was a good sister. We gonna miss her. She died before her time. Well, maybe if you had helped her, she might have gotten an extension. <laughs> Why is it we fail to work? Number seven. When you fail to work, you minimize the potential impact you can have for the kingdom of God. Do you realize we are people of purpose? Do you realize we are people of destiny? You're not no accident. I don't care if you don't know who your mama or daddy is. God knows who you are. And you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And God will not put you here and then not give you a divine assignment. I mean, you know, God gave Jesus an assignment to come into this world to save sinners like you and me. Now, why would God send Jesus, his only begotten son, and Jesus fulfilled the mission, down the cross, was buried and raised, and then let us come here and not have a divine assignment. Why would God give you that brain and those skills and those gifts and those talents and all that you have? Why would he give it to you 
and then you not do nothing with it. When you fail to work, you minimize the, the potential impact. Do you realize if all of us under this roof would give our best effort and work to the maximum of our potential, whether it's tutoring children, I see y'all back there tutoring children with math and English and whatever you're doing back there. I see others doing other kinds of things. I see other, I mean, just all kinds. We got over 50 ministers at this church. And if all of us give our best to the glory of God, we'll turn converse, San Antonio, Texas. And not just this church, every other church that named the name of Jesus. Why is it that there are so many churches and so much work undone? Because you got so many folk coming in there, comfortable on a pew. And folk are going, listen, those sinners are working. Amen. They, 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 they AWOL out there. And you in your little huddle somewhere talking about how bad things are. Well, listen, get out there and affect the world for righteousness. Amen? So now, what are the blessed benefits of work? You know, some of y'all get jobs based on the benefit package. Benefit package. Amen? And you got a 401k, and then you got the insurance, and you got this, and you got that, and then it's, you got all kinds of things. Oh, I like this job because I get this and that. Let me tell you something. God has a benefit package too. And it excels any kind of package you got. Any kind of package you got. What are the blessed benefits of work? Number one, we grow when we invest in others. You want to grow and not stay a spiritual pygmy? You invest in people. I got where I am today because I invested in people. I've always had a discipleship group. I've always been pouring my life into a group or doing something. Even when I was teaching public school, I was always somewhere invested in people, and I grew. See, when you release what God has given you, God grows you up. Some folks don't release because they think others going to learn as much or get intimidated. Well, if I teach them, they're going to get mine. That's stingy kind of thinking. We grow when we invest in others. Number two, serving others takes our mind off of our own problems. It removes us from being self-centered to being God-centered. Do y'all have some problems? How many of y'all got problems? How many of y'all got some, a whole lot of stuff you need to be praying about? How many of y'all got some critical things going on in your life that the folk around you don't even have an inkling, a clue as to what you're going through? And you know what? Whatever it is, I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, if you start going to a nursing home, or going to the children's hospital where kids got cancer, or going to the jail where that young man haven't had a letter from his relative, or don't even have any, they've given up on him, and you're there to minister to his knee. All of a sudden, your problems begin to wane and subside. And when you start seeing other folk in their condition, all of a sudden, you hush your mouth. You think it's big, until you go out and start ministering, and then you say, well, what have I got my mouth all stuck out for? What am I all bent out of shape for? Man, they in that shape, and they not acting as bad as me. Serving others take our minds off of our personal problems. It removes us from being self-centered to being God-centered. Number three, what are the blessed benefits of work? Number three, when we work, we invest in the kingdom. 
laying up treasures in heaven. When we work, we invest in the kingdom, laying up treasures in heaven. That's the beauty of it. Look, I want everybody with the Bible to turn to Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 20. When we work, we invest in the kingdom, laying up treasures in heaven. When we work, we invest in the kingdom, laying up treasures in heaven. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21. You found it? Say amen. It says, do not lay up for whom? Now, that's a big word. Underline that. Underline. Now, that's where we get into problems. It's all about ourselves. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures where? Where are we living now? You'll not lay up treasures where? Why? Where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and what? Steal. But, boy, look at this contrast. Lay up for yourselves <laughs> treasures where? In heaven, where neither moth, no moth in heaven, no rust destroy in heaven, and no thieves break in and steal in heaven. Look at verse 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where's your treasure? Some of y'all protecting your ash pile. Everything you can see and touch is the ash pile. It's going to burn up. You're going to lose it. You're gonna, it's going to break. It's going to rust. It's going to rot. It's going to get something. Worms. It's going to get moths. It's going to get something. And the Bible says, lay up treasures in heaven. In heaven. Some of you are so engaged in earthiness until you are no heavenly good. This verse will transform us, and it gives us the proper perspective. It's not about earth, it's about where we're going. We're not, listen, why are you going to lay, why in the world are you going to lay treasures here when you got to die and leave it? Now you're going to die and leave it, so why, why is that your emphasis? I've buried many people I've said ashes to ashes, dust to dust in many cemeteries, and I've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse. <laughs> Number four, what are the blessed benefits of work? Faithful workers place themselves in position to receive divine favor from the Lord. This, this is awesome. Faithful workers place themselves in position to receive divine favor from the Lord. When the saints have a mind to work, put in the time, and are willing to sacrifice, the Lord will give you physical and spiritual promotions. You know what I'm talking about? Listen, when you work, you get divine privileges and favor from God. <laughs> Amen. Divine privileges. You know, you pray, oh, God, help. And God said, why should I help you? What are you doing for me? Uh, divine favor. Listen, what you want is favor from God. The divine privileges from God. In other words, that point is saying, listen, it's just saying this. When you are faithful to God, God will be faithful to you. And you can count on him. When you are faithful to God, God will be what? Faithful to you. You can count on that. He will be faithful to you. 
And let me tell you something. When you work, he give you physical promotions. He will put you in places, give you a breakthrough, pass, cause you to pass the test. Or if, or if you flunk the test, he's going to give you better, something better than what you're trying to aim at. He say, oh, that's, that's chump change. Watch this. Flunk, put you over here. Ooh! Physical promotions. Elevate you. And listen, when God want to elevate you, he don't ask what school did you matriculate in. <laughs> I don't think you hear me. <laughs> I mean, he'll elevate your finances. Elevate your quality of living. Huh? <laughs> I mean, you know what? I take such favor with you until I, can't, I can ill afford to let you die too soon. Because you love me so much. Enoch loved God so much and the God said, I ain't going to let you die. Your company with me is just too good. <laughs> and they just started walking and the scripture says, he was not. He walked on in the glory and bypassed death. Y'all got, y'all, that's in your Bible. It's, it's, if you, I mean, you, how you, you, I mean, Elijah had such favor. God sent a taxi cab by the way of fiery chariots, swung on out of glory past Mars and Pluto and Venus, past the sun, moon, and popped there. Elijah stepped on board. Amen. Mantle and cloak fell off because he's going to have a change of garment in glory. <laughs> Took on off and he was no more. Took favor. Let me tell you something. When the Lord loves you, he'll keep you. He'll bless you. He'll extend your life and bless your quality of life. Listen, and when you get in trouble, when you're walking with him, he'll deliver you. You're getting ready to go in surgery. You've been treating God right. He said, now, let me be your doctor. Matter of fact, I love you so much. You've been treating me so right, girl. Come on here. I'm going to take pleasure. Go on to sleep. I'm going to put you to sleep, and I'm going to give you a speedy recovery when you wake up. You're going to do more for me after than before. But he's got to take pleasure in you. He's got to take pleasure in you. When you love God, he makes room for you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? He makes room for you. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. And then give you spiritual promotions. Start putting you in places in the church, and not only that, in the community, and even in the nation. He starts promoting you. Listen, you don't have to elevate yourself. You don't have to make a name for yourself. Don't get mad when nobody don't pick you when you thought you, you had it together. Sometimes God don't pick you because he's picking out the pride out of you. But listen, when you walk with God and treat God right, he starts sending you places to do things for him and places you never thought you could be. My wife and I have gone places we never dreamt we would go. How do you get to India? How do you get to Rwanda? How do you get to South Africa? How do you get to Canada? How do you get to Alaska? How do you get all these places? How do you get there? He asked us, how do you get there? I said, the Lord just put us there. We're just faithful to him, and he takes us. Without the military. Amen. God can move you without Uncle Sam. Don't you say amen. 
Listen, God put you in places, put you in strange places because he knows you're going to spotlight his name. You're going to make his name great. You're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He said, I know you're going to represent me. I know you're not going to make me ashamed. So I'm going to put you in places you never thought you'd be. Then, beloved, this is the big one here. When we work, number five, when we work, we set a standard and leave a spiritual legacy for those who come behind. If Maranatha did not work, we may still be in the YMCA building holding a Bible study. If you don't work, you see nothing happen and you leave nothing for the next generation. Now, when some of y'all die, you leave the wrong legacy. Some of you die, and the folks say, you know, they gone, but, you know, they're better off gone. Because all I've had from her or him is pain. They left a trail of hurt and bitterness. They left me betrayed. They gave me bondage. What glorified God is leaving behind a spiritual legacy that is still blessing others long after you've gone to be with the Lord. I'm talking about spiritual legacy. What spiritual legacy will you leave when you die? Huh? What's your legacy? Let me, let me give you some examples. Write these down and just don't look at me, but write them down if you have a pen. What spiritual legacy? That's, that's real important. Because some of y'all leaving the wrong stuff behind. Stuff that don't even count. What spiritual legacy will you leave behind when you die? He said, I ain't going to die. We're going to just watch you die. A, who came to know the Lord because of your witness for Christ? You left a trail of saved souls. Folks could come up at your funeral and they say, I got saved because of sister so-and-so. I got saved because of brother so-and-so. I, I say, I, this man is gone, but I'm saved, and I'm going to do like him, and I'm going to witness, and I'm going to tell so many more about Jesus. He's gone, but I'm going to carry on the work. Who's saved because of your life? B, whose life was put back on track because of your words of encouragement, wisdom, and hope from the Scripture? Whose life did you see derailed? And because of your words of encouragement, oh, you're not talking about how bad they are and how, way, how AWOL they are. Your words of wisdom and your words of hope from the scripture, they got their lives back on track. Whose life got back on track because of your encouragement? See, I'm talking about a spiritual legacy. Whose life was challenged to a higher spiritual standard? Because of your unwavering commitment to Jesus Christ. Whose life was challenged to a higher spiritual standard because of your unwavering commitment to Jesus Christ? Whose life was challenged to a higher spiritual standard because of your unwavering commitment to Jesus Christ? You, you saw the standard of their life. The standard of their life raised your standards. D, whose life has a strong spiritual foundation because of your personal discipleship? They 
now have a strong spiritual foundation because of your personal discipleship. You took the time to bring somebody who was struggling, who was trying to find their way. You brought them alongside of you. And now their foundation is strong. And they are blessing others because of what you deposited into them. You poured your life into them. And now they are blooming for Christ. E, spiritual legacy. Who is living holy because your holy life so impacted their lives? Who's living holy because your holy life so impacted their spiritual lives? My mama lived so holy until I couldn't help but pursue holy. My daddy, or my pastor, or my friend, or my Sunday school teacher, or my counselor, or my family ministry member, whoever, who's living so holy until others are holy because your holiness impact their life to holiness. F, who returned to church and is now serving in ministry because you took the time to make that phone call or you took the time to make a home visitation. You inconvenienced yourself and now they have returned to church and they're serving in ministry because you took the time to call. You took the time to visit because you cared. You cared. Who returned back to church because of you? G. what child, pastor, a missionary can eat, be educated, and feed their family in Africa or anywhere else because of your monthly financial support to missions, to Africa, or wherever else. We got two schools in Africa. We have sponsorship programs. We have programs to sponsor pastors who have children and don't know where they're going to get their next meal and shepherding people, the flock of God, trying to survive themselves. Who are you investing in? Some of y'all invest more in stock, in Coors, and in the lottery than you do little children who need to be fed, pastors who need a salary. For us, it's style and fashion and jetting all over the place so you can feel good. H. Finally, but not the least, how do you desire to bless God when you die? That's a big question. You've asked yourself that question, but it's about time you ask. How do you desire to bless God when you die? As a matter of fact, before you die. Let me just change that. Y'all make that adjustment there. Before you die. When you die, it's too late. (laughs) Before you die. In other words, What portion will the Lord receive from your estate? Yeah, you're supposed to give to your family. Now your family go mess it up. (laughs) You wise if you give to God first in your estate, set that portion, then your family, then others. Amen. I was looking at television the other day and they were talking about unclaimed estates and people wielding their stuff to Uncle Sam, to release the debt and get it down. I mean, it had all kinds of things. It was just crazy. I said, man, look at this. And you, I said, wow, they don't know what to do with it. Listen, a kingdom of investment before you die is, the, is one of the most precious things you can do. In other words, I'm just saying this. Where is God's portion in your will? 
or do you even have a will? That's even worse. Now I want everybody with a Bible to turn to these passages, and I'll say amen after that. Turn to Hebrews 11.4. Y'all got quiet now because you need to be quiet because this is very thought-provoking because it's the reality of life. Hebrews 11.4. Look what it says. Please turn there for God's sake because you're going to see I'm not making this up. Look what it says. You found it? Say amen. Hebrews 11.4. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. And though he being dead, still speaks. Dead, still what? My question to you, when you're dead, will you still be speaking? <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a question. Let me... You said, well, Pastor, I get to go there. That's the only scripture you know. No, I don't. Turn to Revelation chapter 14, verse 13. Sometimes y'all got to have two. You need double proof. <laughs> Revelation 14, 13. Look what it says. Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, write, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. Or your translation may say, do follow them. One of these days, it may be early in the morning, it may be around lunchtime, noonday, it may be late over in the evening. God's going to call. And when he calls, you got the answer. When God calls, you can't put him on hold. When he calls, you're going to answer, and you're going to answer right now. And when he calls, will you leave a spiritual legacy of works that do follow you and all God's children said, let's pray. Father, we love you and we thank you. God, you gave me this series and I preached it according to your heart's desire. Father, this message from you is a wake-up call to us to get in a hurry to be about your business. Too long have we put you off. Too long have we been into ourselves. Too long have we been wrapped up into our own pleasures and the things of this world. Too long have we made excuses. Too long have we procrastinated. Too long have we walked out of here with unfinished business with God. Father, wake us up before it's everlasting too late. Because hell is real, and without Jesus, many will go. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And all God's children said, In addition to the gift of a brand new year, God has given us the gifts of keeping the past where it belongs 
and looking to the present and the future, doing new things in him that shall spring forth. Isn't that good news? If you enjoyed this message and would like to hear more teachings by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.